The Veritas Radio Network is guaranteed the right to offend, annoy, agitate, shout, harass, and entertain. You start programming right now. Kind of like the cultural sewage served up on Bravo or CMT, only it's on 24 hours a day, except Sundays. When the truth gets you angry and you throw your smartphone, remember, no one is forcing you to listen to the truth on the Veritas Radio Network. You can't handle the truth. You're doing that of your own free will. That's what makes this country great and any gay marriage pointless. That's offensive. So there isn't much you can do about it, Chowderhead. I'm trying to think, but nothing happens. Grab a book, take a vow, and conform your mind to reality. reality. Otherwise, you're just another Judas-inspired Karl Marx wannabe, and your children will steal your credit card number to buy tickets to the Miley Cyrus Twerkers Ball. I came in like a Are you ready? Let's get it on. On the Veritas Radio Network's Crusade. As my best man, and I make you agree that you're going to pass the ring out, right? You're going to hand me the ring, and I make you pledge that you're going to salute me and the bride when it comes time for the toast. That's what you're going to do, right? Okay, just check it. Greetings to you. It's the Mike Church Show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be, asking the question of the day. What in the wide, wide world of sports is going on here? Well, I'll tell you. In order to ensure the security and continuing stability, the Republic will be reorganized into the first galactic empire.
Indeed. Telephone number, if you'd like to be on the program today, it's easy to do. Call 844-527-8723-8445. Crusade, email me directly. My email address, same as it ever was. It has not changed. King Dude. K-I-N-G-D-U-D-E at MikeChurch.com. Fish website for all things moi online at MikeChurch.com. Find today's pile of fresh prep. A brand new, freshly minted Veritas et Sapientia. That is, if you're a new listener, that is truth and wisdom. Veritas et, et Sapientia. Uh, Edward Raphael Dudley Tedley Cruzwright edition. All that is online at MikeChurch.com. Follow us on the Twitter, at TheKingDude, and on the Facebook, Mike Church Show Fan Page. Uh, um, uh, 844-527-8723, our telephone number. I got to tell you, folks, here that tonight's the Republican National Convention. The nominee, Donald Trump, will accept the endorsement or the, uh, the nomination of his party. There is nothing anyone can do uh, do about it. it. Is what, as they say in Latin, is a fait accompli, and it will tra- it will happen tonight, sometime around nine o'clock Central Time, around ten o'clock on the East Coast, and we will be here live covering it on the Crusade Channel. And when Trump makes his announcement, he will then accept. The uh, uh, the nomination, and he'll probably lay out some form of an agenda, although with Trump you can never be sure. But one thing is certain, it will probably be entertaining. Um, <clears throat> that brings us to uh, what ha- occurred last night at the Republican National Committee or convention, which was not entertaining. Now, I'm going to start this discussion of Tedley Cruz writes indefensible, garish demagoguery at Trump's convention. Uh, and it is Trump's convention. It's not your convention, Ted's. It's Trump's convention. The convention is held specifically for the purpose of tallying up the delegates. Uh, arriving at a consensus, and then nominating a person to be president and a person to be vice president. Yes, there are some rules, uh, committee meetings, and other uh, party business that is conducted, but the purpose of the convention is to put on a show for Republicans all across the uh, the amber way of the fuel and to uh, flesh a narrative out of the candidate and what the party stands for, what its platform is this particular go-round, and then to, um, uh, uh, after that, then to nominate a president and a vice president. Last night, uh, Paul Ryan went to the the dais and, uh, as an adjunct of the Republican Party, nominated Mike Pence of Indiana to be a vice president, and the nomination was seconded or something to that effect. Pence gave his speech. And so this happened as in order tonight. The same thing will happen with uh, with Donald Trump. Trump will go out, and he'll make his acceptance speech, and then the, convention, the balloons will fall from the ceiling, and the convention will adjourn. Somewhere along the way, though, someone told Edward Raphael Cruz that his presence was needed and that he was to go into the convention and uh, not endorse the candidate and instead give a 25-minute-long harangue on what it means to be a real conservative 
and about real conservatives. As a matter of fact, right now, if you turn the news on, and I'm not going to do it, I am not going to go to the audio of Cruz. He's holding some sort of a press conference right now, and uh, he's up there beaming and demagoguing on about his performance last night, and that he told Trump that he wasn't going to endorse him, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Really? You told him that? You really told him that? You were invited to the convention, you signed the pledge, and you told him that, and then you went out and you went out and executed it in front of millions of people. I have a little quotation that I'd like to share uh, with you from the book that I edited called Humility of Heart. Humility is a subject that is very near and dear to me. As a matter of fact, I don't, do I have my copy in here? Um, could someone uh, fetch me a, I need two things. I need the, for the viewfinder and the camera to be turned around. Maggie O'Connell, can you, uh, can you help brother out? And I need a Humility of Heart book. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> I'd like to read to you on the subject of ambition. We often consider that the, can you get the one? Yeah, that's fine. Here, give me that. That's fine. That's fine. I'll take that one. <laughs> we often consider that humility is just a, um, we think to be, we think what humility is, is not actual humility. It's uh, usually what people de- uh, term and uh, describe as humility is actually better explained as pity. And there is a vast difference between pity and humility. And we can, and we can identify humility by identifying what its opposite is. G.K. Chesterton once said, if you want to know what, the, what an ism means, well then, uh, well, then look what its opposite is, or what, it, what, what the ism was created to oppose. Well, in the same manner, if we're looking for the virtues, and they're, card, and they're called cardinal virtues for, for a reason, and there are four of them. Um, humility is a subset of one of them, but I think humility is the most important of all virtues. If you're looking for the virtue of humility, what's the opposite of it? Pride. Now, most people do not uh, conclude that pride, let's see, uh, CXLV, CXLV. Here is what Padre Gaetano Maria de Bergamo <coughs> wrote about uh, the subject of humility and uh, the and, and its opposites. Uh, Padre, and if you have a copy of Humility of Heart, you already know this. And uh, this is examination number, let's say, CXL uh, 141, lesson number 141. I'd just like to read this to you uh, because what we're talking about here is just an egregious act of vainglory, ambition, and pride. That's what it is. Um, Does the term gentleman mean anything to any of you anymore? Apparently, go to my Facebook if you're a friend of mine at Mike Church, not Mike Churchill fan page. And go treat yourself to the specter that, no, gentleman does not mean anything to very many people anymore. As a matter of fact, gentleman is just another term that we have successfully um, turned in to a mockery of what it once, what, 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 what it once meant. Examination number 141. St. Gregory and St. Thomas teach that one can sin in four different ways by one's own acts of pride. The first is when we hold that we have any good, either bodily or spiritual, of ourselves, 
and glory in it as really belonging to us without thinking of God, who is the giver of all good gifts. It is with this pride that Arphaxad, king of the Medes, sinned when he gloried in the power of his enormous army. Now, it is true. You listen to any of the candidates, any, any of the speak, uh, speakers that took to the dais last night at uh, Trump Fest, and you heard pride about how great America is. This is the greatest country in the history of the world. Don't you people realize when you say that 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 is a boast? That is not patriotism. It is unadulterated pride. What does pride lead to? A fall. The haughty, he that is humble will be exalted, and he that is exalted or exalts himself will be humbled. Back to Padre uh, Bergamo. And King Nebuchadnezzar sinned likewise when he boasted of the building of Babylon. Is not this great is is not this the great Babylon which I have built by the strength of my power? He boasted. In the same way the rich man mentioned in St. Luke sinned when he took such pleasures and his riches and regarded them as his own substance, saying, I will gather all things and will say to my soul, Soul, thou hast much goods laid up for many years. And therefore we may say that it is through this pride that all sin who flatter themselves and are ostentatious, glorifying themselves either for their great talents or, the, or for their riches or their prudence or their eloquence or the beauty of their body or the costliness of their apparel, as if God had nothing to do with it, and who, esteeming themselves immoderately, desire also to be esteemed by others. This is true pride, because if God had given all these good things for our use, he reserved the glory of them for himself. To God alone be honor, glory, and honor. And whoever usurps this glory is guilty of pride. And therefore, we must observe with St. Thomas that in order to commit a sin of pride, it is not necessary to declare positively that these gifts do not come from God from, for those, or for this would be a sin of infidelity, but it is enough that we should glory in them as if they belonged to us, which relates to pride. And then uh, in, in the next lesson, the, the second way in which we can sin in our action by pride is when knowing and admitting that we have received such and such a gift of God, we nevertheless attribute it inwardly to our own merit and desire that others should do likewise. And in our exterior demeanor, we behave or be, we behaved uh, as if we had indeed deserved to receive these gifts. It was thus that Lucifer sinned through pride for being infatuated with his own beauty and nobility, and although he recognized that God was the author of it all, he nevertheless had the presumption to think that he had merited himself and was worthy to sit beside God in the highest heaven. I will ascend into heaven. Now here's where I want to, I'm going to skip forward ahead here. The third way in which we can sin through pride is when we attribute to ourselves some good of any kind whatsoever which we do not really possess 
but whether it be that we esteem ourselves for that imaginary good which exists only in our thoughts and desire others to esteem it for us also, or whether we really possess it, or whether, again, we only desire to have this good which we have not in order to be able to boast of it and glory in it. All this is detestable pride. The fourth way in which we sin through pride is when we use any gift we may possess in order to appear distinguished or to think ourselves better than others and to be more esteemed and honored than they. Whatever good we have, whether a body or soul of nature, fortune or grace, is a gift of God. And to use these gifts in order to try and be more conspicuous than others is pride. Now, I just read to you, while it may be true that you can say, well, Mike, that sounds like Trump. Well, it does sound like Trump. I never said Trump wasn't full of pride. But it also sounds like Cruz. Now, here's the kicker. If you needed more, and I'm going to continue to flesh this argument out as we go along, because apparently some people do not care for pointing out the obvious and for simple gentlemanlike behavior and decorum to be the order of the day. So uh, 844-527-8723 is our telephone number. By the way, we are prepared if you rush the ramparts on the shoutcast stream today. We think we are prepared for it not to crash if the traffic record is broken. <laughs> Here's another quote from uh, Gaetano Maria de Bergamo. Ambition is a vice, and this is where it zeroes in on Theodore Raphael Cruz. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Tedley Cruz right. I'm supposed to play the Canadian, uh, I'm supposed to play the Rocky song for Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ambition is a vice which makes us seek our own honor when in, with inordinate avidity. Let's see, this is uh, 47. Let me read this from the book. Now, as this honor is a mark of respect and esteem given to meritorious virtue and to him who is of su superior degree... And as it is certain that we have no merit of ourselves because everything we receive comes from God, it is not to ourselves, but to God alone that such honor is wholly due. Moreover, as this honor has been ordained by God as a means to render us capable of helping our neighbor, was Cruz helping his neighbor last night? It is certain that all such honor must be used by us in fulfillment of this end. Two things, therefore, are needful to enable, uh, to enable us to flee from ambition. You flee from it. You don't flee to it. The first is that we should not appropriate merit of the honor, and the second is that we should confess that, th that this same honor is due wholly to God and is only dear to us insofar as it can serve our neighbor. If, we there, if therefore we are wanting in one of these two things, we commit the sin of ambition. 
Now, I can't make this proclamation because it would be scandalous to do so, but I can tell you that when you are invited to go do something and uh, you then uh, make a pledge to do it and then don't follow through on it and then don't do it in front of millions of people, then I say that that is an act of pride and that is an act of ambition. So it's not scandalous because it's publicly apparent he didn't do it in private. He didn't do, didn't do it so, somewhere where only a few people know uh, or are privy to it. He did it to where the, now practically the entire country is talking about it. He is ambitious, therefore, who seeks to have some office or position, whether in the world or in the church, when he has not the requisite virtue and knowledge to maintain it, and who schemes and plots to be to uh, who schemes and plots to be put before others who are more worthy than he. Did he put himself in front of Trump? Yes. Did Trump beat him fair and square by a landslide? Did he put himself in front of Trump? Therefore, yes. He is ambitious who desires to be esteemed. Uh, look at me! I'm a real. I'm in it. I'm going to tell you what a real constitutional Glenn Beck conservative is. I know because I am the Senate's greatest conservative that's ever lived, friends. And I know conservative values when I see them. I also know and you've got to vote your conscience, and you can only, should only vote for someone who's going to defend the Constitution and every letter of the Constitution. Oh, you mean the letter that says that you're not a natural-born citizen, and therefore you're not eligible to be president? Not only that, it's very likely, if the records are ever released and we find out that your mother did vote in that uh, uh, election in Canada in 1968-1970, you're not even eligible to be a United States senator. They should impeach your sorry behind. Oh, Mike, you hate Cruz. No, I disdain demagogue, prideful liars. He is ambitious who desires to be esteemed, honored, and revered more than his position merits. And as if he were of higher rank than he is, to be honored as an eloquent preacher or as a clever writer in any profession to which he may belong. Although in reality, he can only be classed among the indifference and mediocre. He is ambitious who, without a single thought for the glory of God or of serving his neighbor, desires or seeks some worldly or ecclesiastical office simply with a view to his own temporal welfare and for the advancement of his family or wishes to gain the honor of some high office or bishopric for the love of power, as St. Augustine says, and from pride of place. Now, Sheldon Adelson, one of the biggest head, uh, big honchos of the Republican Party fundraising bench, refused to entertain Edward Raphael Cruz in a suite last night after the speech with good measure. 
I'd also like to mention that I told you people that this clown was doing this. I told you that he stayed in the campaign those four weeks when there was no way that he could win, and he knew he wasn't going to win, so he could mine good and decent people for their email addresses, donor cards, and donations. It's as simple as that. It was a it was a prideful, ruthless ruse. In order, no, and this is the this is the uh, uh, the summary here to make himself the king of conservatism, to make himself the king of evangelical Christian conservatism, so that you'll be relying on him. And when Donald Trump goes does, and when Donald Trump does that, and when our constitution is being abrogated, you mean like when you signed a. Warrant basically saying that you were eligible for the office and decided to run for it, knowing that you're not, knowing that you're not, knowing that you're not. You mean like that? Uh, so that when Donald Trump strays from the path of the Constitution, I will be there with Cruz Pack 2020. This is all about him. I, as soon as he walked on stage last night, I told the people in the chat room, this isn't in the first two minutes. This isn't about Trump. This isn't about the party. This is about him. This is an audition for 2020. Now, is there a way that you can come out of a convention like this, make your case, and still be a good, actual Christian gentleman and be magnanimous about it? Well, funny you should ask, Pilgrim, because there is a way. There is a way. Let me take you back to... 17th of August, 1992. And uh, I want to thank listener Matt Jones for reminding me about this speech. And uh, and I I knew it was there, but I hadn't made the connection. And I made the connection this morning. I'm going to play for you the speech of Patrick J. Buchanan, who did run a campaign against George uh, uh, Herbert Walker Bush for the Republican nomination. He lost. I was in Buchanan's brigades. I tell Pat every time I interview him I was in Buchanan's brigades. I even met him in 1992. Buchanan was offered the opportunity to speak at the RNC. Did he get up there and savage Pappy Bush? Did he get up there and, 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 and lord it over Bush that he was the uber conservative and that he was better than Bush? No, he took one for the team. He was magnanimous. He was humble. Here is Buchanan's speech. Now, you tell me... Which of the two is an actual movement, party, American, American-loving, American citizen-loving, tradition-loving conservative who really, really believes what it is that he's saying? We have a 25-year um, uh, record after Buchanan's speech that says that we know Buchanan was sincere. He never left the fight. And he did it all, and he continues to do it humbly. Here's Buchanan, Patrick J. Buchanan, from 17 August, 1992. Now, remember, he's the runner-up. He's the runner-up to George W. Bush. Class act. Uh, Well, I have an audio problem. Oh, here we go. All right. crowd this is. What a terrific crowd. This may even be larger than the crowd I had in LJ, Georgia. 
Don't laugh. We carried Ella J. <laughs> Listen, my friends, we may have taken the long way home, but we finally got here to Houston. And the first thing I want to do tonight is to congratulate President George Bush and to remove any doubt about where we stand. The primaries are over, the heart is strong again, and the Buchanan brigades are enlisted all the way to a great Republican comeback victory in November. Now, did Buchanan proclare himself conservative king? Did he? No, he was magnanimous. Absolutely humble and magnanimous, no leaving no doubt about it. Like many of you, like many of you last month, I watched that giant masquerade ball up at Madison Square Garden, where 20,000 liberals and radicals came dressed up as moderates and centrists in the greatest single exhibition of cross-dressing in American political history. One by one, the prophets of doom appeared at the podium. The Reagan decade, they moaned, was a terrible time in America, and they said the only way to prevent worse times is to turn our country's fate and our country's future over to the party that gave us McGovern, Mondale, Carter, and Michael Dukakis. Where do they find these leaders? No way, my friends. The American people are not going to go back to the discredited liberalism of the 1960s and the failed liberalism of the 1970s, no matter how slick the package in 1992. The malcontents of Madison Square Garden notwithstanding, the 1980s were not terrible years in America. They were great years. You know it, and I know it, and everyone knows it except for the carping critics who sat on the sidelines of history, jeering at one of the great statesmen of modern time, Ronald Reagan. Remember that time, out of Jimmy Carter's days of malaise, Ronald Reagan crafted, Ronald Reagan crafted the greatest peacetime economic recovery in history. Three million new businesses and 20 million new jobs. Under the Reagan doctrine, 
One by one, it was the communist dominoes that began to fall. First, Grenada was liberated by U.S. airborne troops and the U.S. Marine Corps. Now, I am playing you the speech of Patrick J. Buchanan from the 17th of August, 1992. This is after Buchanan was, was, was beaten in the primaries by George Pappy Bush. Do you hear anything about Buchanan's campaign? Do you hear anything about Buchanan haranguing on about what a real constitutionalist or conservative is? No. Buchanan is taking one for the team. He's being magnanimous. And he's talking about the health of the party. Oh, but don't worry, all you Ted Cruisers out there, let me tell you, Mike, he's the greatest conservative in the history of conservatives. You're just jealous because you got kicked off XM because you didn't like him. Yeah, right. Change the subject. You know, it is said that every American president will be remembered in history with but a single sentence. George Washington was the father of his country. Abraham Lincoln freed the slaves and saved the Union. And Ronald Reagan won the Cold War. And it is time. And it is just about time, it is just about time that my old colleagues the columnists and commentators looking down on us tonight from their sky boxes and anchor booths gave Ronald Reagan the full credit he deserves for leading America to victory in the Cold War. They're shouting GOP, GOP, not GOP. Most of all, Ronald Reagan made us proud to be Americans again. We never felt better about our country, and we never stood taller in the eyes of the world than when the Gipper was at the helm. All right, I, I think you get the point. I, I, I'll post a link to Buchanan's speech if you want to watch it. Uh, uh, watch the first two minutes, though, and tell me the difference between what Edward Raphael Cruz did last night and that despicable display in Cleveland and what Patrick J. Buchanan did in 1992. You know the difference? Buchanan actually believes his rhetoric. Buchanan actually was there with Reagan. Buchanan was actually there on the front lines. Buchanan is still there, still writing books, still writing columns. I can't wait to see what Pat has to write about this. My telephone number here on the Mike Church Show, if you'd like to join us today, we'd love to have you, 844-527-8723. Today is the 21st of July. This is the 253rd broadcast day of the Crusade Channel. We currently have 2,595 paid Founders Pass members, leaving us 405 paid members short of our 2016 goals with but 116 days to go. If we do not meet these modest goals, we cannot continue delivering the Crusade Channel, quality original programming to you in the manner in which you are currently receiving it. So please consider joining us today by signing up for a Founders Pass paid membership at Veritas Radio Network 
dot com forward slash join or by calling 866-483-3833. And I'd like to thank new members, uh, Linda Baker, Brian Milowitz, and uh, Russell Kirkman for becoming Founders Past members yesterday. Thank you. We need three to four new members per day, uh, per day to continue this. Now, I'm going to get back to the, uh, to the analysis of what, uh, what it was that happened last night in Cleveland with Edward Raphael Cruz and much, much more. But first, let's go to the telephones quickly just to prove that they work, and they do, at 844-527-8723. This is Paul in Lancaster, Ohio. First up here today on the Mike Church Show on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network. By the way, live convention coverage, gavel to gavel tonight, on YouTube, I'll be here, and David Simpson will be here as well. Kevin Goodsman says he'll stop by. We'll try to get Jordan Bloom and uh, maybe even Suzanne Littell on the uh, on the telephone. We know that Mark's going to be up, but we'll have live coverage tonight in our live um, uh, class, uh, chat room tonight as well at MikeChurch.com and VeritasRadioNetwork.com. You're not going to want to miss it. Hey, uh, Paul, how you doing? You're on the Mike Church Show. What's up? I'm doing good, Mike. Um, something you probably don't know about me, but... Uh, I drive a truck for a living, and uh, the day before yesterday, uh, I was going through Cleveland in the in the nighttime, and I got an app on my phone, and that app uh, is a police scanner app, and in that particular app, uh, they had a special uh, place where you could listen to the security forces working around the 3rd District there in Cleveland for the RNC. Well, when you go to the Cleveland area, you got marquees. If you if you hear something, say something. One hundred or one eight hundred FBI. Okay. So I'm listening to the scanner, and um, I pick up that they are on a call about a, a, a truck driver. I'm, I'm assuming it was a truck driver, but an individual who's linked to a trash truck, and. Um, Somebody said that he was angry and, you know, he, he'd like to bomb cops. Well, as I'm listening to this on the radio, evidently they had, from the way I understood it, got in their possession this trash truck. And they're checking it out like anything else. And, and the truck tra- uh, checks out and all that. I can't tell you any more about the individual because, you know, I really didn't hear much about it. But... <sighs> Now I'm going through Cleveland the next day, and Alex Jones has got an office in there, and he has his show, and he says, there's a trash truck missing. And, you know, a trash truck, uh, he pointed out, but anybody would know that that's an excellent uh, vehicle to for terrorism. Uh, it goes to places that normally uh, you would expect it to go. And so all of a sudden I'm thinking, well, boy, that's, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. So I decide I don't want to talk to the FBI. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to mess with them. So I call the State Highway Patrol and the Cuyahoga Division, who were basically totally uninterested. So I go to call the Cleveland Police Department, and at first I get First, first District, and uh, I mentioned uh, what, I, what I just spoke to you, and it was the wrong district. So I called up Third District. Well, when I called up 3rd District and, and presented them what I'm telling you, they didn't deny that there was a truck missing, and they didn't uh, 
uh, say there was. They just uh, started passing me up or down the food chain until I got this one lady who, instead of really wanting to listen to what I had to say, began to put words in my mouth. And I was trying to uh, tell her about Alex Jones and how I heard that. And, you know, this everybody knows that a truck is, is useful for, for a bomb or whatever terrorist. And she started to say, well, so this guy, Alex, was, was talking about bombing. I said, no. I said, that's not it. I said, you need to listen to what I'm saying. And, and Mike, she wouldn't. She wanted to, to control this conversation that I had, and it seemed to me like it was starting like she was putting words in my mouth. And by that time, I said, listen, this is the end of this conversation. I said, I'm not going there. I'm just trying to report something that I thought was a little unique and unusual. Mm-hmm. And I, I terminated the conversation. But, you know, I know I'm not the only one that has run into this kind of stuff. They say they want information. But I don't believe so. Now, Alex Jones, when he got this information, he he, he had contacted the DHC or DHS or whatever, and they told him they didn't want that information out. Mm-hmm. So um, I did what I could, but this stuff where they really want to know things, I really question that, Mike. Is, is, um, pardon me, but I, I'm just trying to ascertain what this has to do with Cruz and Trump and all that. Well, sir, I didn't know what your premise with Cruz was, okay? So when I got on your screener, I told him what I had. Okay. And then you were talking about Cruz. Right. So uh, perhaps maybe your screener needs to say uh, it's not the topic to call in later. Ah. But the only connection is the RNC and the security of it, mm-hmm. and um, and that's what I was presenting. All right, so the cops are doing a lousy, rotten job uh, tracking uh, tracking leads down. Uh, no, I'm not saying I'm not saying that the foot soldiers on there are doing a lousy. Whoever job. it is that's in, that's that's routing the calls is doing a, a a rotten job of passing leads on. Well, it seems to be that either, I mean, I don't know what to make out of it. You, you've, got, you've got a convention there. You've got a volatile candidate. You've got a missing trash truck that they don't want anybody know, knowing about. And when you present it with them, they, they, they don't seem to be interested in exactly the fact. And, that and how do we know the trash truck is miss, missing again? Okay. Alex Jones had gotten a call from, and I don't know who, you know, he's pretty well connected, that there was a trash truck that had come up stolen or missing or what have you. And until I heard that, I didn't think of anything about the night before when I strolled through Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Okay, but but like any concerned citizen, I've I, I listened to an interchange with those security forces there about a trash truck. And so you're trying to say, okay, this is unusual. Perhaps I need to know about this. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Now, how he got his, his information, well, he knows a lot of people. So evidently, there was a missing trash truck. Uh, trash truck is still missing. I don't know. 
and uh, evidently uh, DHS, Department of Homeland Security, had told him they didn't want to talk about it. Oh, all right, Paul, thank you very much for the infomercial for the Alex Jones Show on uh, InfoWars Radio. Okay, let's get back to... Uh... <laughs> Folks, when you're, when you're dealt lemonade and you're in broadcast, you make lemons. So I got to say 844 Five two seven eight seven. Does anyone else? Uh, does anyone else want to uh, call me and tell me what Glenn Beck was talking about yesterday when we were having childcast difficulties? Maybe. Uh, anyone else want to? Uh, do we have a Limbaugh? Tunnela, 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 tunnela. Do we have a Limbaugh report? That maybe someone wants to phone in, or a, uh, you know, I, I'm happy to take them. I'm just look. I'm just glad electricity's on, and we sold a Founders Pass membership yesterday, or two of them, meaning we might actually make it to November the 11th. Back to the topic at hand. And, uh, Paul, thank you very much for your uh, phone call, brother. Sister. This is from townhall.com. Not invited. And, by the way, the headline screaming at CNN and at Fox News is that Edward Raphael Cruz is not going to vote for Donald Trump. That's, that's what the whole press conference is. He, I told him I was not voting for him. And I told him that he was no conservative. And I know this because of the holy book that Glenn Beck and I share. And because we know that the Constitution of the United States is holy and sacred writ, and that he has no intention of living up to the promise of that holy and sacred writ. And because of this, I did what I had to do last night to defend the new covenant that Beck and I and other real conservatives know is the covenant of our founders. You know the covenant of the founders, right? What they achieved can be summarized simply. We believe the United States of America is unlike any other nation on earth. We believe America is exceptional because of our historic role, first as refuge, then as defender, and now as exemplar of liberty for the world to see. Yes, taking the liberty to bomb brown people. It's awesome. Taking the liberty to We affirm, as did the Declaration of Independence, that all are created equal, endowed by their creator with inalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. We believe in the Constitution as our founding document and our enduring covenant. As our enduring covenant. Back to the headlines now. Uh, Not invited. Katie, whoever that is, wrote about Senator Ted Cruz's address at the RNC. This is Matt Vespa at townhall.com. Uh, address at the RNC, in which received a standing ovation when he took the podium, but later walked off the stage amidst boos and jeers. It was brutal. 
Cruz didn't endorse Trump last night, which drew the ire of the delegates and attendees. National Review's Eliana Johnson reported earlier on Wednesday that Cruz had no intention of endorsing Trump. Instead, looking to the 2020 election. I told you people this months and months and months ago. That that's what this demagogue was up to. He is a opportunist. Plain and simple. If you want to support him, brother, go ahead. Go ahead. Cruz said that the party must unite, though Republicans should vote their conscience. You need to vote your constitutional conference conscience like Glenn Beck did with me. Because Beck knew and knows that there was only one constitutional conservative in this race. And it always was yours truly. That's why I had the story of that little girl. Brought it to the stage. Jenna Johnson, the whole arena is booing Ted Cruz's tweet from last night, who, who did not expressly endorse Donald Trump tonight so much for party unity. Now we have the Washington Compost reporting that after the speech, Cruz was denied entry into billionaire Sheldon Adelson's donor suite. Steve Brusque with CNN tweeted, Ted Cruz was turned away from entering Sheldon Adelson's suite in the arena after the speech. Dana Bash, CNN reports. Billionaire Sheldon and Miriam Adelson refused to let the senator from Texas enter their donor suite after his controversial uh, address, according to a, per- a person familiar with these circumstances. CNN first reported the episode. Cruz once said that he may not be the ugly guy you want to have a beer with, uh, or he may not be the guy you want to have a beer with, but he'd be the man who takes you home at the end of the night. Well, now he's the man who's in that position because he's he wasn't invited to the party. The Texas senator sees himself as a conservative rampart. The guys like Cruz are the reason why the term conservative means absolutely nothing today other than an advertising slogan for a bunch of pagan ritualistic hedonists to take advantage of. Bilk you, 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 and you for more money because we've got to beat the liberals, don't you see? And that's why conservatism and conservatives and the term conservative means absolutely zero point zero. This is Matt Vespa writing this. So in a way, not endorsing Trump because he's not a conservative Republican falls in line with that mindset. Moreover, again, we all knew that Cruz was going to do this. So is he still staying true to his brand? Well, it's sort of hard to say he is, he is exactly doing that when he shamelessly cuddled up to the billionaire Donald Trump last December, calling him terrific. In the end, Trump won. There's a tweet here that, that Cruz sent out. Oh, and another sign. Da, 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 da. Um, an investment asked the question, is this political suicide? Frank Luntz's focus group says otherwise. You know, if you believe that if, if, if you run your life by dial a meal, Frank Pumpkinhead Luntz over at Fox News, you know, you get this little dial. Let's tune in to see what people are thinking. As, let's watch the candidates. Let's watch the people as they speak. You know, this is judgment pornosphere on steroids. You get to criticize or disapprove of someone in real time. Yay! What great fun! I love playing dial of porn. I love playing dial of pride. 
Don Fetter at the Boston Globe. <clears throat> Under the headline or the style of, Ted Cruz is a very small man. I thought he was a patriot last night. He proved he isn't. Boy, howdy. 844-527 is our telephone number. If you'd like to be on the program, 844-5-CRUSADE. Email me directly, my email address, same as it ever was, King Dude. Uh, follow us, uh, KingDude at MikeChurch.com. Follow us on the Twitter, at the King Dude. Don Fetter, I am ashamed that I voted for Edward Raphael Cruz in the Massachusetts Republican primary. Emphasis mine. That's me. I'm Barney, I'm new. My bad. Uh, I thought he was a man of integrity. Last night he proved beyond a shadow of a doubt that he isn't. He made a solemn pledge to support the Republican nominee, and he broke that crucial promise. Don't forget, folks, they all signed. Trump, remember, it was, it was said that it was Trump was the one that was not going to sign the pledge. Do you remember this? Remember? Remember? This is back in December of last year. This, this ridiculous pledge came out. I, I can't remember if it was from the RNC or some uh, fringe think tank group or Fox News or whatever to sign a pledge that says uh, if one of you guys, this is when there was 15 candidates or 16, if one of you guys loses, will you support the Republican candidate, whoever the Republican candidate is? And uh, it was said at that time, Trump's not going to sign the pledge. Trump, Trump said, I'll sign the pledge. Whatever, dude, I'll sign the pledge. Did Edward Raphael Cruz sign the pledge? He did. He did. <clears throat> uh, da, 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 da. Uh, back to Don Fetter. I thought he was a patriot. Last night he proved he isn't. However bitter and angry he is at Donald Trump, he knows that Trump is the only person standing between Hillary Clinton and the peasantry. And yet, after meticulously laying out the case, and by the way, for all of you that love to call me and lecture me and Professor Gutzman and others about how it is that we always have to, we have to, it's our patriotic duty to choose the lesser of two evils, right? And that we've got to, we, we, you, Middle Church, you have the vote. You can't, you, if you sit out, then you have no right to complain. You had the vote and you have to choose the lesser of two evils. And that, in this instance, it's going to be Trump. All of you that love to lecture me, love to lecture me and Professor Gutzman back in the day when the, when the primaries were still going on, et cetera, et cetera. What do you say about this? Here's your boy, your hero, not doing the lesser of two evils. He's not going to do anything to try to keep Hillary out of the office. I thought Hillary was antichrist. I thought Hillary had to be stopped at all costs. Apparently... Hillary can go ahead and win because we'll have Ted riding up on his with his Canadian Mountie jacket in 2020 to save the day. I don't know what's more sad, that Cruz does that or that people believe it when he does it. Back to Don Fetter. And yet, after meticulously laying out the case Against another four to eight years of leftist tyranny, he refused to endorse the one man who could put an end to our long national nightmare. Cruz, and, and that's a quote, I believe, from, what is that? Uh, someone talking about Kennedy, I think. Or was it Johnson back in the 60s? Cruz wasn't driven by principle, but by ego. No, Mr. Federer, he was dri driven by ambition and pride. 
as I demonstrated in the opening moments of the program. He cannot accept the fact that the party chose Trump over him. Ted Cruz made the worst mistake of his political career. Millions of us will never forget or forgive his betrayal. He will never be his party's nominee for president. He will never hold the highest office in the land. Ted Cruz is a very small man. Indeed. 844-527-8723 is our telephone number, website at MikeChurch.com. What's today's uh, flash sale? Maggie O'Connell is in the house today. Meanwhile, this is James in uh, Houston. Next up here on the Mike Church Show on the Crusade Channel, um, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be. Um, James, do I need to get the Close Encounters of the Third Kind music out for you? So I'm still laughing about that, and I was going to make a comment about my formerly nicotine-stained fingers, but I figured I'd leave it alone. <laughs> Hold on. My friend, we have a phone call update. Tunnel it, tunnel it, tunnel it, tunnel it. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to call. I mean, I, I was listening to the uh, listening to you talking about Cruz, and they, uh, I'm, I'm somewhat ashamed I actually voted for him in Texas here way back when, but had a change of heart. I mean, he, he's he's proven to me that he's, he's no better than the political elite that are running it now. All he wants is that, that power. He wants that position so that he can wield whatever convoluted idea he has about uh, you know, the Constitution and bringing it back again. I, I don't know. Whatever, whatever he and Beck are trying to do. But, you got uh, it he, wrong. He, me he, and Glenn Beck and the Mormon yeah. God are going to bring back the Constitution because it is our covenant, you see. You whatever, see whatever that means. <laughs> I don't know. What does uh, but, it mean? I have no earthly clue. Do you know? No, I, I don't. I don't. I mean, I've, I've heard it, and I, you know, I used to listen to that other guy, too. I don't listen to him anymore, either. So I uh, found this channel. actually used the app to call you today. So, you know, it's all good. Well, hey, there uh, you go. Now, let me ask you, did you hear the clip that I played from Patrick J. Buchanan? Yes, I did. Now, Cruz could have gone in there and been magnanimous about it and then laid his, uh, his future around and left. And it would have been fine. But because his arrogance and his pride and his ambition, because he thinks, now this is it. Uh, I have some really, I, I, I could really, really dissect what happened last night and put it into some other terms, uh, I probably won't. But um, we've seen this error. I'm just going to leave it at this. We've seen this error before. We see it every day. And that is, oh, no, now that you came along, oh, you're the first one that's actually seen the error that the rest of the idiots and imbeciles that have gone before us have failed to see. And you're going to give us the proper interpretation and the proper way to read the Constitution, right? And the proper way to implement the con Constitution, right? This is this. Look, again, I'll just leave it at this. We've seen this before. We know what the root of this is. This is to be expected here. What I'd like to know is... What's new under the sun? What's new under the sun? Cruz has what? been doing this since he got since he became a United States senator. I, I, I guess people forgot that when uh, Rand Paul star was ascendant, and uh, Rand decided that you know what it's it's a principal thing to, to do. I'm going to uh, I'm going to filibuster. Yep. I'm going to filibuster. I think it was the NDAA at the time. I can't recall exactly what it was. 
But Paul goes to, to filibuster. He didn't ask Cruz to come help him out. Who shows up to steal the microphone and go, I'm here with Glenn Beck and the Constitution <laughs> to stand with Rand. At Senator Ted Cruz. At, at Senator Ted Cruz. I'm here to stand with Rand. At Senator Ted Cruz on Twitter. I'm here to defend the Constitution. No, you're not. You're there because Rand was on national television and people were talking about him. And you're just a tag-along. You're just an opportunist demagogue that saw an opportunity to dash into the Senate chamber. Why didn't you think of it? If he was the greatest constitutionalist in the history of constitutionalists, why didn't he think of it? Why wasn't it Senator Paul that went in and went, hey, man, maybe I ought to go join this filibuster? The guy, man, folks, Mr. Church, it sounds like you you hate the guy. I don't hate him. What I dislike is the deceit and the fraud and the demagoguery. The man is anathema to the term conservative. You know, you know what's funny about it? What's really humorous about this? Cruz had the opportunity to take Trump down. When the field got winnowed out towards the end, he had the opportunity to win those last seven, eight, nine, ten states. However many it was, he couldn't do it. You know why? Because more people think like I think, which I believe is logically, philosophically, and spiritually correct, then think like he does. I just, I, I don't understand the fascination. And one more thing about this, and the idea here, and this is the same thing with Trump, which is why I'm not a Trump, 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 uh, uh, part of the Trump nation. I'm a Trump booster. The idea here that somehow the government's going to address is going to do all these things, and all we got to do is have the right person in there to turn the knobs to the left. No, 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 I said 10 degrees, not nine uh, and to do this and that and the other, um, while we complain, conservatives claim mildly, uh, complain mildly about government, they want their guy in there to go get them their goodies. They want their guy in there to go place his heart over, hand over his heart and go say the Pledge of Allegiance to the Constitution. It's That's all exactly. such a freaking crock, man. It really is. <laughs> there is so much more that could be done. You know, and by the way, there's a, there's a, there's a woman on, on uh, CNN right now. I'll let you hear it. Because you lied to me. I came to this convention as a Cruz delegate, and I'm leaving supporting Donald Trump as the party nominee. <laughs> Did you hear that? Hold on. Really let, me back this, let me back this up. You got this, Christopher? Well, he caught that at the right moment. Well, I, I, I just look uh, here. Hold Phillips on. said about Ted Cruz not supporting Donald Trump. Listen to what she had to say in her own words. It's a black woman, by the way. And if you cannot be a person or word of your bond, then guess what? Okay. If I can't trust you to say, what, uh, say and do what you're going to say, then how are you going to expect me to trust you with, to say any other things? If you lied to me, then that's telling me you lied to me. You lied to me. You, you lied and said that you were going to support uh, the, the party nominee, and you won't. Amen. Then you lied to me. You're, and I'm very upset at this time. When he walked out, I turned my back. Why? Because you yeah. lied to me. 
And don't take my vote for granted because you lied to me. I came to this convention as a Cruz delegate, and I'm leaving supporting Donald Trump as the party nominee. There you go. So now, uh, what do you think about that? Wow. <laughs> That's crazy. It, 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 you know, kind of going back, I'll go back a couple of days where you had uh, uh, Professor DeRosa. I mean, it's, it, it, Cruz is trying to do anything he can to get that position. You know, he, he's a part of that political elite, and I, I like what DeRosa said. That's actually kind of, it's, it's got me interested now, a little more interested in how this is all going to play out with, uh, you know, when, when DeRosa mentioned, um, you know, Trump is part of the cast elite, and it's well, going to be a big a head-to-head kind of deal. And what, yeah, you know, how the chips fall is going to be basically how how we go. Is, is it hashtag exit, or is it? <laughs> yeah, we'll give it a little longer. And see well, I think it's hashtag exit, regardless. Uh, hey, uh, <laughs> appreciate the call, brother. Thank you very much. Uh, good to hear from you. If you'd like to be next, call me eight four four five two seven eight seven two three. The guy, the caller, makes a good point, though. Uh, Professor DeRosa made a good point about uh, these elites. Now, I ask you again. For Captain Constitutional Conservative, Edward Raphael Cruz, what job in the private sector has he ever held that so endears him to you people that makes you think he gets you, he understands you, and he understands how real men and women apply the Constitution? I don't get it. I don't get it. Look, you don't have to be a Trump booster, but if you ever wanted, I'm going to say this again. I said this during the campaign. I'll say it again. If you ever wanted to actually have a president and have a candidate that actually did have an occupation and career, obstetrician, who was an actual constitutionalist, a real one, who was actually eligible, who is a very humble and modest man, and that includes humble and modest in foreign policy, where were you when Ron Paul needed your vote, pal? Where were you, buster? Where were you, madam? I tell you where you were. You are probably out chasing Romney. You are probably out chasing, oh, Sarah Palin's the greatest thing that ever happened. John McCain or whoever. Newt, oh, Newt's going to save me. We had our chance in 2008 and 2012 to, I'm going to say this again, to elect a constitutional conservative. You had the chance. You had the chance. Matter of fact, let me take you back to 2012. Brian Williams, in one of the last debates that, uh, that Ron Paul was in, asked Congressman Paul a question. Now, does this sound like Edward Raphael Cruz, or does it sound like someone actually has a philosophical and intellectual heft to know what being a constitutionalist and a, quote, conservative, close quote, is? Congressman Paul, are these two men in the middle uh, insufficiently conservative for you? Well, I, I think that the problem is there's no way to define what being conservative means. Go ahead. And I think that is our problem. Conservative means we have smaller government and more liberty. And yet, uh, if you ask what have we done, I think we've lost our way completely. Our rhetoric is still pretty good. But when we get in charge, we expand the government. You talk about uh, Dodd-Frank, but we gave him Sarbanes-Oxley. We gave debts as well, you know, when we're in charge. So if it means limited government, you have to ask a basic question. What should the role of government be? The founders 
founders asked that question, how the revolution wrote a constitution. And, and they said the role of government ought to be to protect liberty. It's not to run a welfare state and not to be the policeman of the world. And, and so if you're going to conservative, how can you be conservative and cut food stamps, but you won't cut spending overseas? There's not a nickel or penny that anybody will cut on the conservative side overseas spending. And we don't have the money. They're willing to start more wars. So I say if you're conservative, you want small government across the board, especially in personal liberty. What's wrong with having people, the government, out of our personal lives? So this is what we have to decide what conservative means, what limited government means. And I have a simple suggestion. We have a pretty good guide, and if we follow the Constitution, government would be very small, and we would all be devoted conservative. Bam! There you go. You had a chance to support a constitutional conservative. But you know what most of you people did? Oh, no, you were in bomb, 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 war, 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 kill, kill, kill. That's where you were. I like Ron Paul, but I just can't get over the foreign policy. I will tell you that last night I was watching the, uh, uh, while watching the RNC, I was repulsed by the majority of what I heard coming out of the mouths of the political class about America, America, America. What is this America? Is this America the greatest thing that ever lived, or is this America a one-legged, spotty-lipped, blind-in-one-eye, paraplegic who can't speak? I mean, to hear I mean, what Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama have done to America. Oh, <laughs> America's good. <laughs> Where did it go? America's still here. You're still here. I'm still here. Oh, you mean the, and we don't have the respect of the world. Let me ask you a question. If you live down the street from someone that had an abortuarium in their house and you knew that they were murdering babies, would you respect them? Maggie O'Connell, would you respect them? No, thank you, dear. Well, people live down the road from America. We butcher, what, 1.1 million per year? Why should they respect us? Wait, what here? What have we done to earn their respect? What Christian value is it that we actually stand for that Christ taught us that has earned the respect of the rest of the people of the world? Huh? Yes, Christopher. Oh no, you usually when you stand by when you hover by the mic, you usually have a good one-liner for me. Oh, no, not this time. I was just going to let you know that there's a fiery Miss Cindy from Florida ready to talk to you. About well, let's talk to Miss Cindy from Florida here. And by the way, we usually have to take a break during this time. We can make our own. Look we, we, look, we make our own. You you people that want a break, you, you worry about when I got to go potty. That's when we'll take a break. How about that? By the way, uh, and you're going to hear a lot more of this in future days, so let me just roll out a, uh, uh, a test batch here. Um, uh, and this will be just uh, something that I'll say, and uh, you will actually be able to sign up for these and make a, uh, make a donation, and then you'll get one of these. This segment of the Mike Church Show is brought to you by listener Cindy from Florida. Listener, and then I'll add your name. How about that? Yes, Cindy, Florida. You're on the Mike Church Show here at 844-527-8723, always online and on our app, Veritas Radio Network app, app uh, iTunes, Android, Windows Phone. Go download the apps today, folks. You won't want to miss a minute of today's or tomorrow's program. Hey, uh, Cindy, what's up? 
Oh, thank you, Mike. That was very kind. I really love your show, and uh, I'm going to put your um, ad actually in the bulletin of my church because uh, my priest, Father Magano, um, is just um, so unbelievable speaking the truth. And um, now he's put his uh, finger to the wind. He's, he told us the other day that they may want to um, take him out because he's going to go along with the Cardinal um, about the Latin Mass about facing, you know, towards Christ, facing east. Oh, facing east, right. Yes. Ad orientum, right? Yes. And if the bishop um, doesn't, you know, say that we all should do that in the diocese, he will continue to do that in every Mass. So um, he's always been, um, you know, he's always out there challenging. We're very proud of him, and he's a very, very good priest, and I'm lucky enough to have that church to go to because, He's the only reason, I mean, that church is the reason I got through uh, losing Bob, and um, it was very difficult, and it still is difficult, but you know, at the end of it all, that there's, there is eternity, and uh, that, that's what we pray for. But back to Cruz, I will tell you, there's always been a split in the Tea Party. Um, but I did vote for Ron Paul, and I tried to tell people during that time, and they exactly said, well, well you know, he has no chance of winning. That's right. And then, and then when... The RNC had the audacity, uh, a banner, to stand up and and do what they did to Ron Paul at the convention with mm-hmm. the delegates. And do you remember, I mean, the whole main uh, congregation walked out, including Governor LePage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, nobody said anything because it was Ron Paul. And I have sent that out. I mean, we have played it at our meetings, and I keep telling people, you know, these are the same people, and they're going to do what they're going to do to get elected. So, but about Cruz, people are very, you know, they're... They're emotional. It's emotions. Well, no, they studied the 5,000-year leap. You have to go back to what happened in 2000 after Obama got elected, okay? And you you have to go back to that 5 o'clock Fox show with Beck. It all started when Beck talked about the 5,000-year leap, which you know who Skozen is, and I don't want to go through the whole routine again. Okay, so then that was the, the opening of people going back and looking and reading and whether they were reading the right stuff or the bad stuff. I'm just saying to you that that's what happened. So when people came, when Cruz came around and, of course, Rand, he supported Rand, um, you know, they, they really believe in him. I mean, it is a true belief. But, but I mean, I, I last night I just thought, what a fool. He just, he, if he wanted to get anywhere and he wants to run mm-hmm. in 2020, he just ruined it for himself. And, and who the hell cares what Eric Erickson said? Who is Eric Erickson? I never heard of him. I never heard of him until maybe three years ago. I don't know Red State. I don't pay any attention to those people. These people are crazy. And it is a power struggle. And look. Uh, you know, Trump is is what Trump is. I don't particularly like the fact that um, you can just see it watching this convention, how, you know, Trump's ego, you know, the clapping, the going on the stage every night. I mean, what's that about? Uh, you know, usually we don't hear from the, uh, the you know, the, the, the person who's running um, until the third or fourth, the, the fourth night. And, you know, so he's got an ego, too. Well, I never, you know, look. There's just so many components Trump is, yeah, but Sandy, Trump yes. is Trump. I, that's, yeah, he is. He's well, Trump. that was never at issue. But, but, yeah, oh. and I've had some personal dealings with him. You know, my husband, uh, back in the day, when Trump had his big yacht, 
had to show his boat many, many times. And he came away. Um, the people that worked for him were terrific. His uh, boat captains were terrific. And if you don't know the industry, it's a very small industry. Um, they worked very hard. And um, and he had a lot of respect for the people that worked for him. Mm-hmm. And he didn't, never had a bad thing to say about Donald Trump in that sense. Okay? Now, that doesn't go to, to everybody, but that's my personal experience with him. I also have many other personal experiences uh, right up to this day, okay, that I could talk about that led me to believe that um, he's an honest broker in the sense that he understands a lot of the issues um, and a lot of things that have happened. Um, I think he has studied that for a long time. Uh, I think he's on the page with uh, people like Pat Buchanan. Um, and he's been asked these specific questions in a private setting by some people that I know. And uh, so I have confidence in all that. I mean, I don't know. You know, what are we going to do? It is what it is. But last night was just so unbelievable. And it was two things. The people on the floor, all of those delegates in that audience who are supposed to be Christians, mm-hmm. okay, Um the last couple of days with Kill, 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 that just really shook me. Mm-hmm. What are we thinking? What are we thinking? I, it, was, it was embarrassing, actually. You know, there was and, a story last night or uh, yesterday afternoon while the uh, convention was going on or right before about a, um, uh, the U.S. admitting that it had uh, there was some drone strike and uh, we got the wrong target. And instead of getting uh, uh, ISIS or whoever... We got civilians. Now, do your kill, 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 bomb, 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 keep America safe? Does does anyone care about killing noncombatants? Answer, no, no, they don't. You know why? Because the leadership and the clergy have done a rotten job of explaining and uh, preaching and and talking about just war and the fact that killing noncombatants is mortally sinful. You just don't do it. And look. The easiest way to think about it is, how would you like to be taken out by the Chinese in a drone strike as a non-combatant? Because the guy that lived down the street from you was what the Chinese government called a terrorist because he was trying to hack into Chinese uh, computers for some sort of trade secret or whatever. What would you think about that? You'd say it was an act of war, an act of murder, an act of mayhem, wouldn't you, Cindy? Yes, absolutely. Oh, but if it happens in Yemen or in Pakistan or in some country you can't point to on a map, well, that's just collateral damage. Those people shouldn't have been there anyways. Really? And I I agree. And here's the thing. The party now, we are a party of kill, 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 without thinking about it. Nobody got up on that stage in the last three days to talk exactly about that. What are we doing? Why are we doing it? And, you know, Rand Paul had that, and I I told you this before, I thought, in the primary. He had an opportunity when Donald Trump said that he was not for the war in Iraq, and he didn't believe in going into all these countries. Rand stood there, and I was waiting for him to jump in and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm supposed to be the isolationist. That's why you guys are always pounding on me. But here you got this guy, Trump, and he's basically saying the same thing. It was a good dialogue to have. To get the American people to hear the truth. And now the people don't hear the truth because all they see is what happened in Orlando, what happened, you know, what happened in Orlando, what's happening around the world. 
And now we just got to go out there and we got to kill everybody because that's going to well, make Well, the better. fact that you have people standing on stage is saying that we're going to have to go. We, we need to find these people and we need to kill them. You know, you watch this and you go like, am I watching a movie? These people, yeah. look, look, the, our fellow citizens, our brothers and sisters in Christ out there, so many of them are so misguided. They sound like what we think the Soviets must have sounded like. I agree. And it's sad and it's hurtful. And, uh, you know, my, my soul just listening to it the last week, I mean, I just turned it off. I couldn't hear it. I didn't want to hear it anymore. It's uh, terrible. And, um, well, if we were going to see any sad. non-interventionism, we would have seen and then Rand Paul would have been invited and he would have showed up and he would have spoke. Uh, obviously, that did not occur. Well, uh, can I make one comment, though? Absolutely. You know, Donald Trump praised uh, Ron Paul back in the day. He said some really nice things about him. And I was thinking that, you know, um, just to get to Common Core, because he's always, you know, he's saying that he wants to get rid of Common Core. We know that's going to be... Um, we don't know how he's going to do it, but I do remember Ron Paul giving, um, you know, a speech, a talk with some people in New Hampshire on exactly how he was going to go into the Department of Education and how he was going to dissect it and take it apart piece by piece. Mm-hmm. And if if Donald Trump was smart, he would tap into Ron Paul and say, can we have a sit down and talk about how you wanted to do it? Because he was there for so long and he got to see what happened to all these departments and how they've been infiltrated by socialist, communist, Marxist, whatever you want to call them. Because that's what's happened, and by bureaucrats. So maybe it would be good for him to sit down and have a talk with him. I mean, these are the things that have to happen. But unfortunately, with the people that he has around him now, uh, the Paul Manifold and and all those people, that's never going to happen. Unless Trump realizes that, you know, he should talk to some of these people. That's a good thing. Um, I would love to see Common Core. I mean, we're going full speed with Common Core here. It doesn't matter. The governor gets up there. He's up there last night talking all this, talking the talk, and Pam Bondi sitting up there, and the, our attorney general sitting there in the in the box seat with the Trump family. What's what does she think her position is going to be? She's well, done nothing. Cindy, I appreciate the call, my dear. Thank you, Mike. You're very welcome. Good Bye. to hear from you. Eight four four five two seven eight seven two three. Let me just say something uh, uh, along these lines and along all this. David uh, Simpson mentioned this yesterday. And uh, we're falling prey to it, but I I really don't think we're falling prey to it because I just think this is the time. The reality is that there is a political convention going on, and that's what we're talking about. So uh, (laughs) to talk about, like Walter Sabo used to tell me, Mike, if it's snowing outside... Even though you don't really want to do it, you talk about the snow. That's what people are talking about. So uh, I'm going to take you in a different direction, though, in uh, the next segment here, because the obsession with politics and with these conventions is that they actually do hold out the hope and the prospect of of, of a solve, of a cure, of a fix for all this. My friends, they don't. They do not. So we got that and much more uh, coming your way. Telephone numbers 844-527-8723. Please consider supporting us if you'd like what you'd heard here on the Crusade Channel today. Why not become a Founders Pass member and support our efforts? You know, you can uh, wrap up a free copy of Humility of Heart, the book, 
for a yearly membership. We'll be sending a couple out today. Thanks to to those of you that became members yesterday. And you can also, for becoming a founding father, here we are in the middle of July. We've been running this promotion now for three weeks. We did have two $500 donations, so uh, thank you for those. Uh, uh, For Stuart Skrill, and who was the other gentleman? Well, we'll, I'll I'll do it next segment. It's okay. Uh, So thank you for those. Uh, We did have a a new Crusader uh, sign up yesterday. I'll I'll, I'll thank J.D. right now. This hour brought to you by, or this segment brought to you by, listener and soon-to-be advertiser, J.D. J.D., thanks. but, folks, you get a McClure Block kitchen cutting board free. Don't cost it. That's $150 value, handmade in Michigan by Americans for becoming a founding father-level booster or a crusader-level booster or making a $500 do- uh, donation. The donation button is hidden in plain sight at the top of any page, and it's a green button now at VeritasRadioNetwork.com. says donation. I'd love to be announcing that a, a McClure a Block kitchen cutting board is coming your way. <laughs> Um, so how, consider supporting us, folks. We don't get to our goal of 3,000 members. Well, we're going to have to make drastic changes around here, and I know you don't want that. Neither do we. Let me tell you as well that today is July 21st of July. This is the 253rd broadcast day of the Crusade Channel. We currently have 2,595 Founders Pass members leaving us 405 paid members short of our 2016 goals with 116 days to go. If we do not meet these modest goals, we cannot continue delivering the Crusade Channel quality original programming programming to you like you're currently receiving it. So please consider joining us today by signing up for a Founders Pass paid membership at VeritasRadioNetwork.com forward slash join or by calling 844-5-CRUSADE. It's Mike Church Show here on the Crusade Channel, part of the Veritas Radio Network, radio the way it should be.